Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. Amen. I'm going to preach at you for a minute. Can I do that? Can I exhort you? I'm going to exhort you. We we finished up Colossians. It was summer Colossians. I love preaching through books of the Bible, but sometimes when you're preaching the book of the Bible, you got to pick up the tone of the writer, and sometimes the fellow writing the epistle, he's in a bad mood, so you got to be careful with that. (laughs) But I'm so glad I can exhort you today and bless you. You're going to do a little bit of pastoring. Amen. How many love being pastored? Oh, that's good. How many know you got one whether you like it or not? So it's good. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about why am I in line? Why am I in line? You know, there's a line right there. If you look real close, you see the person at the end is a skeleton. It's kind of like in a long line. You ever been in a line where you felt like, if this line don't start moving quicker, I'm just not going to make it. I mean, I don't know. I avoid lines at all costs. I mean, I do not like lines. But folks, you're in line. Turn to your neighbor say, you're in line. You better know why you're in that line or it's going to get a little crazy. And you got to know that you're in line, but you're in line for a reason. Acts chapter 13, verse 36, it says, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, David had served God's purpose in his own generation, your own generation, the purpose of God. David served God's purpose in his own generation. Then he died. He fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. David served the purpose of God in his own generation. You've been placed in this time and space. God's got a purpose for you in this generation where you are. There's something God has put you in line for that you have to know what you're in line for, what you're doing. Why am I in line? And you got to understand that because that purpose will keep you in line and prosper you and what you're doing. Luke chapter 2 verse 4 it says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee called Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he was in the line of David. You see, there's a line. I look at the Bible and I see so many people in line. Some people put themselves in line. I love the story about Rahab. She was a prostitute in Jericho, but she saw the people of God come and she said like, I want to change my stripes. I want to put myself in a different space. And she served the purpose of God in her generation, I mean, a foreigner, I mean, a prostitute, she decided, you people got destiny on your lives. I want to align myself with what's going on right there. You put yourself in line on purpose. You realize why you're in line, and you're doing what you're in line for. In your generation, you're serving the purpose of God. Why am I in line? Thank you, Pastor. Nehemiah chapter 3, the whole chapter, but just a couple verses says, next, down the line. Say, down the line. Hit the person next to you. Say, you're down the line. Hit the person on the other side. Say, you're my second choice. Next, down the line were his countrymen, led by Benio. Okay, or Ben. I just call him Ben for short. He doesn't mind. Next to them, Ezer of Jeshua. Next to him was Baruch, son of Zab. That's pretty good, eh? Uh, 
next to appears 18 times in that chapter. There was people restoring the city of God. There were people restoring the, the, the gates and restoring the walls of the city of God. And we are the city of God. We as the people of God, as the church, we are that new Jerusalem right now here on earth. We are the city of God where God manifests himself. And together we are building. Together we are next to one another. Together we are in line with one another on purpose doing stuff because we know why we're in line you got to get in line now i hate lines you hate lines it's like that skeleton that was at the end of the first and there's sometimes you go, i can't take it anymore i got to get out of line so i mean lines can really really drive me crazy see that that's like somebody that shopping line is so long that person just faded away right there in line, you know, and stuff like that happens. I mean, at Costco, I, I dropped my membership at Costco because they can't take it anymore. I just get the lineup just for those little ladies who serve the snacks. You know what I mean? I'm like, lady, go away. This isn't lunch. It's just a snack. I mean, I think some people go to Costco for lunch. Oh, I saw that hand. Yes. Well, you know, it's just a snack. It's just something that, you know, you might like this. It's down the aisle. I don't care where it is. I'm going to get some more. Can you get that toaster oven cracked up and cook some more stuff, you know? But in line, I, I honest to God, I just cannot stand lines. If I see a line, I just avoid it. I mean, even if I went to a church, there was a line trying to get into the parking lot, I'd probably go to another church because I just couldn't take it. Isn't that terrible? That's why I say, man, we got to make sure people can get in, get a parking spot, because I know myself, if I couldn't get a spot, I'm out. I just can't do it. Anytime, it's just, I don't know what that is, but lines, they drive me crazy in lines. Restaurants, I, I check online. I'm so glad online because you can actually go online and you can google the restaurant and then if you ever check below when it's busy and it gives you the lines of when the peak periods are and i'm checking for when it's not busy i'm trying to find when when can i go and it's not busy i i thank god i take mondays off because on mondays it's not as bad at costco if i ever go it's just not as bad but usually mondays the little ladies aren't serving in panzerottis but anyways I just don't like lines. I thank God that Mondays I can go to the bank, I can do things, I can do other stuff because, you know, the lines are smaller because I just do not like lines. You know what I mean? Passport office. Who's ever done the passport office? Is that crazy? I thought I'm going to use years of my life here. I start, I start getting open my Bible app and saying, you should restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I mean, my God, this is such a waste of time. But lines, am I getting your attention? Lines drive me crazy. And yet I read the Bible. It says we're in line. I'm like, in line. I'm in line everywhere I go. I'm in line. I want to show you another picture here. Uh, now, this is a line. Now, I know some of you folks, you go down to Disney or those other places, and I've done it too. I buy the fast pass line. Why? Because time is money. I'm not going to stand in line. And I actually paid money to stand in line. So I'm going to stand in the shortest line I can. But what's interesting about Disney is there's also another lane called the single rider line. Now, I don't get the single rider line because the single rider line means that I don't care who brought me. I don't care if you paid the gas to get me here. I don't care what it took to get me here. I'm dissing you. I'm dropping you. I'm going single rider because single riders can get on quicker. I don't care who I sit with and I'll drop you in a moment because it's all about me right now. I'm on a single rider program. Got to love those people, don't you? But you know, sometimes you're in line with somebody. And there's times I went to Disney, and how many have gone to Disney and, and gone in the little boat ride to It's a Small World After All? Honest to goodness, what is that? That is just madness. It is just, it is just you know, I mean, how long does this thing last? I feel like, oh my goodness. And my daughter loved that. Could we do that again? I went, no. 
I'm especially not going to stand in line for that. But you know what? I would do it again for my daughter because it's not about me and I'm not going to run the single rider thing. I'm going to take time. I'm going to stand there and hold her hand. I'm gonna, she's so excited. It's a small world after all, Daddy. It's so good. I love that section in Asia. Didn't you like that? I went, no, I didn't. But you know, you do all that stuff and you do stuff because sometimes you do it because you know why you're in line. You know why you're in line. Let me give you another, another picture there. Isn't that nice? That's Santa Claus. And the little, little person being held by Santa Claus is my daughter. Isn't that nice? That was my daughter. How old are you now, honey? 31. Really? Wow. And that's pretty amazing. Well, that was a long time ago. And you know, here's the amazing thing about this guy. I stood in line with my daughter, holding my daughter, so that this guy could get a picture with my daughter. And you know what he did? He took credit for all the gifts that I bought my daughter. <laughs> you know, this guy's like, what can I get you, dear? He's not going to get a thing. He doesn't even know who she is. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what she says. I mean, she wasn't saying a lot of stuff then. She was probably depositing things rather than asking for things. But uh, anyway, that just makes Santa's lap a funny place, doesn't it? Anyway, but that's, that's another place where I stood in line on purpose there just so I could get that picture, just so my daughter could know later on in life when she's 31, your daddy stood in line for you. Give it up, honey. Come on. Say you're pretty happy. Hey, we'll give you, give you another shot. Look at this shot right here. <laughs> Tim Hortons. Oh, my goodness. And look at this. I mean, what's in line? It's all these policemen in line. I, I would hate to have a real tragedy that day. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on here? 10-4 be right there just getting my double-double, you know. You know, I go to Tim Hortons. I can't take lines. If there's a line in the drive through I'll try to look in the windows to see if there's nobody at the counter. I'll park. I'll run into the counter. I was on the highway in the summer going to Toronto, and, you know, they got a Tim Hortons in there when you can get your gas running, get a Tim. I went in and had, like, all these lines, all these people trying to get a Tim Hortons coffee. Well, I turned around, and I looked, and there was another coffee shop. Wasn't as busy. I said, smaller line, I'm going there. You know the place. It's called Five Bucks. I went to Starbucks. I mean, sorry, Starbucks. So I, I went to five bucks to Starbucks just because I, I couldn't stand in line for Tim Hortons anymore. But lines, am I getting your attention? Lines drive me crazy. Listen, we're in line. Let me give you that first point, ready? We are in line. Every one of you are in line. God's placed you in line. He's placed you here for a purpose. And point number one today is we are in line. 2 Timothy 1.9, Paul talking to Timothy saying, look, he saved us. He saved us and he gave us this glorious message on purpose. And he called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Had nothing to do with your works or your schemes or what you were doing. You were called in him. Before the foundation of the world, he had purpose for you. Purpose for you that was going to be realized because of his holy calling and his grace in your life. Folks, every one of us, you are in line. Turn to your neighbor, point at him, really nasty, like say, you're in line. Every one of you, you're in line, whether you like it or not. Every one of us are in line, and we are in line on purpose. Amen. You know, we're in line for other people. We're in line on purpose. It's, it's not about taking the single rider line. There's a lot of Christians taking the single rider line. I'm in it for me. I'm in it for what I can get. And you know, it's same people going to the same churches, singing the same songs, having the same worship experiences, sitting in the same chairs, same places, having the same little thing go on, and having the same life through the week. Well, you're not touching a single person because you're on a single rider line in life. 
You're on that single little purpose of doing your own thing for God. And yet, you know what? You are in line for somebody else. Every one of us are in line because there's a purpose of God in our lives that we have to get in line. Let me just change that a little bit. You've got to get in a small group. You've got to sign up for a small group. I don't want anybody here on the single rider plan. I'll just pop in on Sundays, you know, pop in every once in a while. I've kind of, I've edited the version of church that I'm going to have. I'm going to have my own edited thing. You know, I'm going to drop everybody around me. I'm going to do the single rider version of church. Did I say I was going to pastor a little bit today? Folks, we're in line and in line for a purpose. And you're in line because next to you is somebody else. And the people in front of you, the people behind you, the people beside you, they're important. And you're in line for them and you're in line with them. And you're in line on purpose. You're in line because there's people who live beside you. You got neighbors. You think you got that job? God placed you in that job. He put the person in the desk beside you. He put your neighbor beside you. He gave you that favorite place to shop because there's a cash register. There's a, there's a person behind that cash register that he wants you to connect with you're in line for a reason and you're not on the single rider plan got one person excited right here one person right there very excited amen say turn around say that was good turn your neighbor say that hurt a little bit just a little just a little come on come on God places all. Psalm 57, verse 2 says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. I cry out to God, my God, most high God, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Amen. You're in line. Everybody, we're in line. Every one of us. Ephesians 3.10 talks about us corporately. Ephesians 3.10 says, before the foundation of the world, God had a purpose for the church. And God's purpose for the church was through the church, through this corporate body of people, his intent was, before the foundation of the earth, that we would be brought together, knit together, become a community that his power is manifest in, that his glory resides in, and through us, this body, he's going to manifest to the whole cosmos his intentions and his purposes. We are in line. We are related for a reason and for a purpose. You'll never fulfill everything that God wants you to do or be if you're in the single rider line. Thank you, pastor. All right, let's go on. Let's go on to next point. You ready? Point number two. Start a line. I'm in line. Well, start a line. I was in uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. I don't know about you. It's and this happens to me a lot, all right? I don't know about you, but a lot. You show up, and the place is jammed. You just want to get your wife Cherry Garcia ice cream. That's all. Because she's addicted to that stuff. I don't know what it is. But anyways, you get a tub of Cherry Garcia, and then I like those flavored jelly beans. You? So it's just me. Flavored jelly beans and Cherry Garcia. That's it. But you know, there's like 25 people behind one register. And I don't know why that is. And, and then I look and there's nobody behind me. It's like, it's like all these people got together and they all, they're all on an email, you know, group or something. Carl's going to a shopper's drug bar. And then they all show up. And it drives me crazy because I'm in line again. But you know what you do? You can start a line. I'm there and I'm at the back and all these people are like, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you come here. <laughs> You got that little shopper's drug mart badge on. You are awesome. 
You can change history. You can shape the world today. You are a world changer, a world shaker. You can change the destiny of lives. How can I help you, sir? I said, see all those people over there? And you see all those empty registers? You can start a line. And if you start a line, all of these people over here, they're going to get so excited and so happy. He says, really, sir? Just a minute, sir? And then sure enough, he starts a line. And then I love it because when he says, can I serve who's next? I jump in right away. <laughs> Don't you love it when the person at the back of the line, when they say who's next, that person just jumps in and says, I'm next. <laughs> Folks, you know, sometimes you got to start a line. Let me, let me tell you about that. Matthew chapter 15, 21 to 28. Remember the Canaanite woman? Jesus went on a vacation to the Canaan Riviera just to get away from ministry for a while. He's outside of the boundaries of his ministry, outside of the area he was called to minister in with a few people, thinking, I can get away for a little bit. And then while he's there, a Canaanite woman finds him, and she comes in, a woman, a Canaanite woman, a Gentile woman, comes into this rabbi, comes into this Jewish guy and his company disciples. She pushes her way into the party. What a massive risk that was. But she pushed her way in because she said, I need to start a new line. I need a new lion. See, the lion that's set up now means that my daughter can't get a breakthrough until, you know, later on, until, you know, it's for the Gentiles. Now it's just for the Jews, but I want to start a new lion because my daughter needs to get healed today. So I'm here to start a lion. And so she pressed in, and Jesus said, I can't give the crumbs to the dogs. I can't give, you know, I can't give the bread. I can't give the children's bread to the dogs. And she said, woof, woof. Even the dogs get crumbs from the table. And Jesus went, unbelievable. This lady is amazing. She started a line that pulled the dispensation of time. And she pulled into her life right now, which was bound for a future time. She pulled something that was destined for after the cross into before the cross because she put a demand on the heart of God. She started a line and she got her daughter a breakthrough. We're in line, but I'll tell you, sometimes you need to start a line. You know, sometimes there's a whole, folks, out there, you know what's out there? A big, massive line of lost and hurting people. And you know, if I'm just on the single rider program my whole life, there's a whole lot of people that need to get a touch of God, but they're not going to get a touch of God unless you open another register and say, I'm open for business. I'm a distributor of kingdom gifts and privileges. Just turn to your neighbor and say, start a line. No, really, start a line. I mean, yell at them. Go ahead, I, I give it to you now. Go ahead, start a line. All right, that was good. Mark chapter 2, I love this passage, don't you? This is a place where they're trying to get to Jesus and the house is full of people. I mean, they, and they got a sick friend who needs something. So what do they do? They can't even get to Jesus, so they start a line. Well, how do they start a line? They bust open the roof of the guy's house, and they say it was Peter's house. Peter probably really thrilled about this. They bust open his house, and they started a new line for that guy, and they dropped him down in front of Jesus, and he got healed because they were willing to start a line. I really, I can barely handle the excitement in the house today. I'm going to start a new line. Woo! Who wants to start a line of praise? Woo! Who wants to start a line of amens? Amen! Get out of the quiet line today. Get out of the quiet line today. 
Thank you very much. That was good. All right. All right. I love that. So start a line. All right. Let's, number three. And there's only three. So this is, this is good so far. Ready? Stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. Now, here's Jarius. Here's the story about, about Jarius, and he comes to Jesus, and he says, my daughter is ill. Would you come and heal my daughter? I don't know how long it took Jarius to meet Jesus. I don't know how many days he was away from home. He's following Jesus around. He's trying to get an introduction to Jesus. I want to speak to you. had to be hard because, I mean, multitudes around Jesus, and you want to get an audience with Jesus. It must have been pretty hard for this guy. He's left home, left everything, and he's in line because he's got a sick daughter. He's in line for somebody else. He's not on the single rider program. He's in line for somebody else. And so here he is. He's in line. Finally, he gets to see Jesus. Finally, he gets to speak to Jesus. The crowd is pressing in against him. Finally, Jarius gets that, that, that introduction to Jesus there. Number three, nursery. Deposit has to be dealt with there. So. Jarius, he gets there. He finally gets there in front of Jesus. And then he says, would you come to my house and would you touch my daughter? My daughter isn't well. Would you please come to my home? So sure enough, Jesus says, I'm going to come. Now, this is good. You got to figure Jerry's just like, yes, I'm bringing Jesus home. There's hope for my daughter. This is really good. So Jerry's has been in line and Jerry's is staying in line. Say, stay in line. All right, so here he is. He's staying in line. Now, while they're ready to go to his place, there's a lady who's crawling on the ground through the crowd. There's a lady who's got an issue of blood who should be screaming, not clean, not clean. But instead of that, she's crawling through the legs of the crowd because she needs to start a new line. She needs to, she can't, I can't stand in this line anymore. I got to start my own line. I got to get in line here. And she's got to do something. So while Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house, because Jairus, it was his turn in line. It was his turn to have this visitation of Jesus. Jairus stood in line. He did what he had to do to get Jesus to come to his house. And now this woman crawls through the crowd and she hijacks Jarius' encounter. Now suddenly she touches the hem of his garment and miraculously her issue of blood is healed. And Jesus, instead of going to Jarius' house, he stops. And he turns around to this big crowd and he says, who touched me? And his disciples were going, who didn't touch you? Are you kidding me? And he says, no, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me in faith and I felt virtue go out of me. I want to know who that was. And he wanted to know who it was so he could speak to her and say, you are healed. You are touched. Your faith has made you whole. Now what's happening here? It's my turn. Jerry says, like, it's my turn. You ever been in a prayer line where, you know, wow, I'm just waiting. Oh, hanging on. You know, they got a special prophet in here today. Everybody getting real good words. And you're like, thank you, Jesus. All of a sudden, you feel a little shove and a push. And somebody jumped in beside you. And they got a really good word. And then the prophet went by you and said, God bless you. And moved on to the next one. You went, ah, that was my spot in line. Somebody took my spot in line. I was waiting in line. And, and they jumped the line. They jumped the line. They hijacked my blessing. Has that ever happened to anyone? Don't you hate line jumpers? Eh? I have to, honestly, I have to tell you, I'm not really good at lines. And because of that, you ever notice when you're driving down the road and you can see an arrow saying, go this way, and everybody should get in this lane? How many just get over there right away? 
I don't do that. I, I'm that person who keeps on going on the inside like, is there an arrow? Oh, an arrow. So I, I didn't realize that. I just thought, don't you hate that person? That's why I took that bumper sticker off my car. You know, honk if you love Jesus, because I got a lot of honks. But I don't do that all the time because I think about it. You know, like I think about, oh, Carl, why do you think you're so important that you get to jump the lines? Everybody else waiting, but you're special. You got so much going on in your life. And so Holy Spirit told me, back up, get back in line. But here's Jarius now. Jarius, back to Jarius. Remember Jarius? Listen, listen to what happens next. You ready? They come from his house and they say, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter's dead. Unbelievable. I've been waiting here all day to get him to come to my house. I finally had him come into my house and some lady crawls through the crowd and hijacks a blessing. And now my daughter's dead and don't bother him anymore. You know what I got to say to you? Stay in line. Stay in line. You know, no matter what they say, no matter what it looks like, no matter how ugly it might get, no matter what gets said to you, what you are in line for, stay in line. Stay in line. Now, I, I know so many people. You know what it says that you're going to reap a harvest if you don't quit. I know way too many people who quit. Way too many people who hear a bad word or hear something like that and you're like, ah, oh, dead. Like, that's a pretty strong word, folks. Your daughter is dead. And yet Jesus turned around and he said, don't be afraid. Only believe. You know what he said? Don't be afraid. Stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in faith. See, that's what Ingrid said, you know? When you come to him, you must believe. But when you come, you got to believe that he is. But you also got to come in faith, knowing that your faith will be rewarded. And you got to stay in line. I'm speaking to some of you today. I'm speaking to some of you. Sometimes you felt like I'm going to quit on church. I, I, I quit on small groups. I, I quit on all this stuff. You know, I, I show up once in a while, but you know what? I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm in line. And you feel like quitting and you feel like giving up. I don't know about you, but I pastor this church and I felt like quitting Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. I felt good Tuesday. Maybe it was Monday. You know, there's, there's times it gets difficult. There's times it gets hard. There's times somebody says it's dead. Your dream is dead. What you hope for is dead. What you were believing for, it's gone. And you know what? Some people, you're still showing up, but you're not in line anymore. You're still showing up, but you left the realm of faith. You still show up, but you're not hoping for anything different. You still show up, but you don't expect God to really bring your dream into manifestation. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. All right. I'm sorry. There is four. There's four, not three. <laughs> you ready? Here it is. And this is it. I promise. Finish the line. Finish the line. Please finish the line. Finish the line. Hebrews 10, 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. Say finisher. You know, starters, nobody loves a starter, but they all love a finisher. People who say they're going to do something and they follow through and they finish. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Say sat down. 
You know why he sat down? Because he's finished. He sat down because he's done. He sat down because he stayed in line. He, he finished what God called him to do, just like David. He served the purpose of God in his generation, and he died, and he sat down. Just like Paul said, I have finished the race. I have run the course. I have won the prize. You know, there's something that you're in line for. There's something you're called to do, and you need to finish what you've been called. You are in line, and sometimes you got to start a new line, and sometimes you got to stay in line even when it's difficult, but you got to do that because you want to finish the line. Give me another slide. You ready? I'm not a single rider. I'm not a single rider. When, when you see the choice that I can opt into the single rider program of being a believer, that I can, I can have a, you know, an edited version of what it means to be a believer. I can, have a, I can edit my version of what it means to be plugged into Impact Church. I can have a edited, I, I choose how I want to be involved. It's like, like I choose where I want to be involved in church because I'm on the single rider program and I just pick and choose where I want to be involved and the rest I leave for whoever. Folks, we're really looking for in this season people who say, I know why I'm in line. And the people around me, they're really important. The people in front of me, the people next to me, they're really, really important. And I'm not going to choose the singer writer program. I'm going to choose to really give my strength. Well, I, you know, Alpha looks pretty remedial. You know, it looks like it's who is Jesus? What is the Bible? You know, I don't need that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a single ride over here. Well, it's not about is, is Alpha something that's simple and something easy. It's about the other people that are going to show up at that table who need to ask questions, who need to talk, who need to share their experience with somebody, but they'll never be able to do it with you if you choose the single rider program. Well, you know, there's no small groups this time that look like something I want to do. Get over yourself. Don't take the single rider plan. Even if you don't like it, you don't show up because the book is good or isn't good. You show up because you love people. Don't tell me that you love God if you can't love those that are right in front of you. I think that's in the Bible somewhere. And how many like being pastored a little bit? Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Amen. So look what it says. I'm not a single rider. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not a single rider. Wow. 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 Did you really say that? What does that mean? I am not a single rider. I'm not. I'm going to get in line. I'm even going to start a line. You know what? If, if none of the small groups work for you, start a line. If there's something that you're interested in that you think somebody else might be interested in and they can be blessed by it too, start a line then. Start a line. Turn your name and then start a line. Stay in line. Stay in line. I know what it is to be in community and get offended and get freaked out. I know what it is. I've been offended once or twice here today myself. But you know what? If you get past the spirit of offense, there's a river of blessing. And that's always the way it works. I don't know why. But he puts you in community so that you can get past your stuff and embrace love anyways. Stay in line. Stay in line and then please, please. Well, I ran strong for a long time. I did my stuff. Are you done? It says they served the purpose of God and then they died. Finish the line. Finish what God has. Finish strong. Finish what he's called you to do and be everything that he's called you to be. Can I get an Amen. 
Can I get an email? I've got one more slide. You ready? I'm in line on purpose. I'm in line on purpose. That was the whole thing, right? Why are you in line? Why am I in this line? Next time you're someplace you're in line, say, why am I in this line? Look around. Look around you and see what's beside you. See what's in front of you. See what's around you because you know that you're in line for a purpose. Come on, stand up with me. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Can I just get your heads bowed, eyes closed just for a minute? You ready? Just want to talk to you. It's just believers. We're all praying. We're all just praying. You know, maybe you're here today and you never even crossed the line. You never stepped into. You never started the line. You didn't, didn't know that you're in line, but you actually want to get in line. You want to get in line. Maybe you didn't realize that God had a purpose for your life right now. And you've been on the single rider plan and doing your own thing, but you wandered into church today or got invited into church today, and here you are in the presence of God. You know, God has a purpose for your life. I love it. The psalm where he said, I cried out to God who fulfills his purpose for my life. You know, his purpose for you is a good purpose. His purpose for you is something that's going to give you fulfillment. It's going to give you purpose. It's going to give you a sense of joy and destiny. But if you're here today and you, you said, I didn't know there was a line for me, but I want to get in line. I want to I want to be a part of what God has planned for my life. You want to experience forgiveness of sins. You want to experience what it is to come to him. You want to experience what it is to know that you've been set free and that you're in a relationship of purpose on purpose. Now, if that's you today, I want to pray for you before you go. And it's real easy. I'm just going to ask you to put up your hand. And I'm going to ask you to put up your hand. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to go one, two, three. And on three, I just want you to raise your hand so I can see it. There's nobody looking around. It's just you. And it's, it's the Almighty touching your heart. And the Almighty's got a purpose for you. And he loves you. And he's forgiven you. And he's healed you. And he set you free. And he wants you to embrace that reality. If that's you today, say, Pastor, pray for me before we go. I want to get in line. I want to be restored to my heavenly father. I want to know what it is to live out what he's called me to do. I want to give my life to him. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. You ready? And please just put your hand up so I can see you. Ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand up really high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can, you can put your hands down now. Thank you. I just want to pray with you, right? We're all going to pray. So you pray. You open up your mouth and pray. It says, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart and I'm saved. And salvation comes into your life. So as we pray, you pray this out loud. You ready? Here we go. Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me, for healing me, for setting me free. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. I confess Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Come into my life. Fill me now with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being my Lord and being my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, good for you. That's so awesome, isn't it? Now, you didn't join this church, but you did join the family of God, the community of faith. And somebody might tap you on the shoulder or talk to you before you go. And that's because we don't want you just to make a decision. We want you to finish a journey. We don't want you just to get in line. We want you to stay in line and finish the line. And so don't be afraid. We just want to share with you and help you and encourage you. And thank you so much. If you're here today, it was your first time or second time, God bless you. We just thank you for being a part of this. And, and my family, my Impact family, 
Love you, love you, love you. And I do encourage you folks, everyone at Impact, please get in line. Don't get in line because we want everybody here in line. Get in line because you need to be in line. Fulfilling your purpose, fulfilling what God's called you to be, it means that you got to get in line. And if you can't find the line, start a line. And let us know that you start in a line. And and let's do this together. Because I believe it's going to be a real fall of harvest and of breakthrough and of blessing. And we want to see it all fulfilled in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Let me pray for you, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you for these beautiful folks. Thank you for the body of Christ here at Impact. Thank you for the beautiful community of faith and love that you are building here and graciously ministering to each of us. Father, we pray for everyone who may be experiencing any sickness or difficulty or hardship. We loose the grace of God, the love of God, the healing power of God in the name of Jesus to heal, to redeem, and set free. Father, we bless each and every one. We pray they would prosper in every way. And Father, I thank you that they would have a great revelation of your love. I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ would be so revealed to everyone, it would empower them and propel them in your purpose. And I pray... Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with each of us, partnering with us and manifesting your life and your power in us. So I loose them now. I loose them now to go and just minister the goodness of God, the kingdom of God, wherever they are, to bring you honor and to bring you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen.